0: Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense.
2: Hello there. Welcome to Frankie's Sense and More. Wow, I am so excited today. You Today you're going to meet a couple of individuals who are living a Christian faith-based lifestyle. Now, since this is not my area of expertise, as some people know, I have asked my dear friend Kathy Crafty to ride shotgun with me. Because Kathy, she's a Texas author, columnist, speaker, radio personality who specializes in Christian marriage and family. So she she's got all the quotes. She's she's our girl. <laughs> Alice Tyson has been on one of my shows, Mission Unstoppable, before when we spoke about her first book, Riding on Faith, Keeping Your Balance When the Wheels Fall Off, and today we're going to speak to her about her latest book, Pray 10K, k a- 10,000 hour prayer adventure. Also joining us is Ralph Williams. He's a multi award winning gospel singer songwriter choreographer who is also the musician and choir director for his church, his home church, the Cathedral House of Refuge International Ministries of Newburgh, New York. Welcome to all. And I'm going to start the show off with one of Ralph's songs because he is a beautiful voice, beautiful singer songwriter, and I think he's going to get us all in the mood. So let it ride.
3: Let the glory of the Lord let it rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord let it rise. Praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord let it rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord, let it rise, praises of our kingdom, rise among us, let it rise, then we're gonna, gonna, gonna sing, oh, 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 let it rise, among us. If you came to have a good time, let me hear you sing, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Listen. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us, let the glory of the Lord, let it rise, praise the of our King, rise among us, let it rise.
2: the beautiful voice of Ralph Williams. Wow. What do you think girls? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) You just have this crystal, beautiful, clear voice. It's just gorgeous. Um, (laughs) We're going to get back to you in just a moment though. Thank you for providing that. I really appreciate that. So, Alice Tyson, you write, is prayer universally relevant today? Do you wonder if the ancient practice of prayer can be meaningful? If you're skeptical but hopeful that prayer can expand your horizons, unleash your creative dreams, encompass your every situation, pique your curiosity, or transform your life, then her book, Prayer 10K, is the story of Alice's 24-year prayer journey, where she recounts the struggles she encounters, the questions she asks, and the triumphs over adversity. Welcome back. Thank you. Alice Tyson. Very nice to have you back. It, you know, it was, it's an interesting book and, um, I have Kathy here who's on my right hand because I really want her, um, you know, she's going to be supportive and gentle. I might play devil's advocate a little bit. So don't be offended because, you know, you heard okay. the intro of the show.
4: Frankie says, it, anything goes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about you, Frankie. This is Kathy. I love it when you ask the hard questions. Yeah, well, I'm sure you got a quote. That <laughs> I'm sure about. I'm going to be quoting Alice. I'm so excited about the topic of your book, Alice, and I was only aware of it as of this morning, so I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I do know the last book on prayer I read was recommended to uh, by me to a friend, and I came under spiritual attack. I could not get started. Once I got started, I found out all his references um if you're familiar with mark uh, batterson's book the circle maker they were all about building church buildings and publishing books so i I knew as soon as i got into it that it was a book written maybe just for me and i feel that (laughs) i'm thinking i may find that with yours too i can't wait (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, let's go back to, to your original journey, because when, like, you have this love for bicycles, and you were a young girl, and you had a, you were on a mission, like, you were riding around the world. That was, you know, you were going to do that, and you were, what, 14 or 15 when you first started riding with, with the Christian group? Yeah,
3: 15. Oh, 15.
2: So So, tell us, you did about 10,000 kilometers on that, didn't you? For miles. Uh, that
5: trip, and I've done about 10,000 miles on um, a bicycle, but that right. trip, uh, fifteen, was um, a 3,500-mile trip from Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon. Um, it was 42 days, and um, so with about six days off, you can do the math, about 100 miles a day. But wow. there was one day when it was 142 miles. It was not all downhill. It was from Harrison, Nebraska to Casper, Wyoming, um, and uh, Nebraska has what I would call the Baby Alps.
2: Uh, on a bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I should say I'm going to mention Alice was a nurse and she um became afflicted just before, you know, she was going to do her big trip or her big life journey um with fibromyalgia. And is there anything else?
5: Well, actually it was uh I was about to take a a 10-day trip that was going to um kind of be a two-week interview. To go and uh, leave nursing and go and work as uh, leading cross-country bicycle trips um, when I was struck with chronic fatigue syndrome, that's or yeah. myalgic encephalitis, uh, the disease, the illness with many names and um, few treatments.
2: Yeah, and a whole lot of pain. Yeah. So that was that was that- very you know debilitating and very disappointing. Obviously, because yeah. you had really planned your whole life to to work up to that, um, you're like the Olympian of bicycles. <laughs> you, you you rode. And we like, all know, you know someone who's more of an
5: Olympian, though, right? There's always yeah. one above us.
2: Well, so. I guess. so. But you know, in in this book now, I mean, in your first book, you t- you write all about those adventures. In this book, um, you know, you talk about going to Israel on your bike, and you know, you're at the Wailing Wall, and you and and somehow, I guess. Since philosophically, whatever you've developed you know this this uh, relationship or you wanted to have a better relationship with God in prayer and through 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 prayer, that was how you were going to establish it, but you were at a crossroads when you went to Israel, you were kind of like about to give up on God. why was that you know i
5: um I think there's a lot of us um a lot of listeners who probably can relate with this that um if we've grown up in the church we've heard that god is good and he cares about us and he'll take care of us but um and he answers prayer but um we um we live in a society that wants uh, immediate gratification and mm-hmm. uh we've come to believe that somehow i don't know where it came from that we don't deserve to suffer or have hard times uh, life should just be easy. We accept accept the Lord and we follow Him as our Lord and Savior, and we shouldn't hit any obstacles. Well, that's not what the life of Jesus looked like. His was full of pain and suffering. He was spit upon. He was he was um, crucified. He was mocked. He was betrayed by his friends. He was abandoned, and um so I was in that young uh 20 something and um I always heard that serving Jesus was good but inside I wasn't feeling the good I was in a upheaval um mm-hmm. life didn't seem right it i was depressed i was discouraged you know I wasn't on the um straight road to a career path and um i wasn't
2: kid in trouble,
5: I was just somewhat troubled.
2: Yeah. But, you know, there seemed to be a lot of guilt, feelings of guilt, I think, around not feeling your relationship or not feeling good enough about it or wondering if, you know, you should continue or not. And I wonder why, why is there someone, is it the upbringing that caused you the guilt? Well, for me, um, I mean, nobody is making you have a relationship, right? Like nobody but yourself, really. Right.
5: Um, You know, I think for me, um, as I say in the book, I came to a point where I said, um, God, I'm not sure if you're worth going with anymore. And Mm -hmm. after I made that statement, it just rocked in my heart because I thought, if God is not worth going for, what is there worth going for in this Mm -hmm. life? So for me, Jesus was the only answer. Um, a personal relationship with Jesus, where I accepted him as my Savior. I admitted that I had sinned against him and said, Lord, I want you to be in charge of my life. And if he wasn't the one who was going to be in charge, I feared what the alternative was.
2: We're going to go... A quick commercial break Kathy if you can get it in in 20 seconds or less go <laughs>
4: Here, here's one character cannot be developed in ease and quiet only through experience and trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened ambition inspired and success achieved that's Helen Keller wow
2: yeah that's amazing yeah. we're listening to Frankie Sense some More I know you're surprised <laughs> surprised today but uh, we will be right back after this commercial break don't go anywhere
0: getting warmed up Frankie Sense, and Moore will be right back after we pay the bills.
1: It's never heard. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crime won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break, and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest.
3: It's
1: I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Harvey McKay, author of the best-selling book, Use Your Head to Get Your Foot in the Door, includes job search secrets no one else will tell you. Harvey is a true ideal praxist That's a person who puts ideas into practice. Harvey admits landing the right job can be more difficult than the job itself, and successful people can't have pornophobia. That's the fear of work. But in these economic times, it can be a necessity to make money any way you can. What's a word for using any means to make money? Cuomo de Kuhnkwais. So what's the best job to have? Will Rogers once said, the best job in the country is the vice president. All he has to do is get up every day and ask, how is the president?
3: It's words you never heard.
1: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words.
2: And we're back As Frankie sent some more. I thought we were going to play another tune of Ralph Williams. And we are going to do that. <laughs> Is it hooked up yet? Always a little glitches. Go ahead, Kath.
4: Okay. Well, I found another quote. And I love this one. I love to share who they are at the end. This one says, we shall draw from the heart of suffering itself. The means of inspiration and survival. That's from Winston Churchill. He knows something about that.
2: He does. Absolutely. Okay. Let's play. Waiting.
3: Lord, I'm here desperate for your touch.
2: I just want to say, wow. <laughs> and let, let you guys know that Ralph has won several awards. The one, one award he got was the Stellar Gospel Music Award. And Stellar Gospel Music Award is the first and oldest televised awards show that honors people in the gospel music artistry industry for over 32 years they have been honoring them he also um, won a kingdom image award and kingdom image awards are given to honor people who promote unity in the christian community so they assist in eliminating denominational barriers and reduce the misunderstandings created by christian traditions so congratulations on those two awards and you i can see how deserving you are of those Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. I mean, I can't believe your voice. It's like stellar, really.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you. And you know what's amazing about that song, Waiting? What? I was actually in the studio recording a different song, and the Holy Spirit followed me so heavily that I started to hear lyrics and melodies. Wow. And my producer, Mike Johnson, I told him what to play, and I told the engineer, you know what, just press record, and I'm going to just sing what's in my heart and what's in my spirit waiting wow. started out to be a nine minute song and we actually had to condense it to three minutes for the album but yet that song wow. download so channel that, that channel
2: that song wow and you were five years old when you first heard you know the Lord tell you yeah. Yeah. you're gonna have some gifts boy and you're gonna share those with the world
6: yeah at five years old I've been singing and dancing um singing everything I heard um, dancing to everything I saw on television it's been in me forever.
2: That's amazing. Can you imagine just standing up, singing that song, and here you have a winner? Whoo, boy! I can't even imagine doing anything like that. Crazy. I would
4: I say, oh, say when I get to heaven that I'm going to get a new voice, and I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> Next life. Next life
2: want to bring that up too but I'm going to do I'm going to talk about this first because this is important then I am going to talk about a little something Alice when you were in Israel you went to uh, Gethsemane you where Jesus was on the cross and you just before I think you got there around that time you something clicked in you about you know can you not give an hour to Jesus or something so you decided and you can tell us what that was uh, you decided that you were going to try to do an hour of prayer every day did I get that right?
5: Right. Mhm. So what happened was um uh, while in Israel I was every there was the wailing wall where people came to pray and they they did it very intentionally. They were there, you know, at the same time every day. Um there was the Muslims who um men who um five times a day put out their rugs and and um Call out to Allah. There was um, the Garden of Gethsemane, where we're reminded that that's where Jesus's closest men um, couldn't stay awake while he was suffering, as he asked them to pray. And um, I was struck that um, by that by this idea of prayer. And when I got back to the United States, I was listening. I was. Four months later, I was uh, at uh, Moody Church with uh, Pastor Lutzer, and he gave a sermon on, can you not pray with me one hour? And I thought, oh, I need to do that. So I ran home, and I knelt down for prayer for an hour. And oh my, after two minutes of going through my laundry list of uh, um, prayer requests, I had nothing else to pray for and um I thought eternity had passed but it was 2 minutes and wow. I thought how will I make it through another 58 minutes and um mm. it was quite an aerobic exercise of prayer as I uh just kept um was antsy and kept moving and um um but but i stayed there and i um just stayed in that place of kind of feeling defeated because i was had been a christian for 14 years by then and i thought you know i've heard all my life how to pray i i know mm-hmm. how to pray and in the christian life we have there's a verse that says pray without ceasing and um that that can sometimes be a cop out of We're always praying, but if we have to stop to spend some time with an elusive God who we can't see, we can't touch, um, you know, when the phone rings, I'd rather be talking to a person that I can hear than to someone I can't see, Mm -hmm. yet he's the creator of the universe. It's quite a tension. Um, After that hour, I realized I needed to reevaluate because I was not going to make an hour a day. And so I decided 15 minutes a day and one uninterrupted hour a week. And I kept that up until I got sick in 92, at which point I decided, okay, I don't know if I'll ever work again. I don't know if I'll live or die, but I want to make sure that my life has purpose. And prayer, um, it was then that prayer became my number one occupation.
4: Wow. I'm blown away by this. I can't wait to read your book. Well, thank you. In fact, I want you to know how easy it is to order it. I just went online, found it, Prayer 10K, clicked on it. I have it ordered on my Kindle, and I don't think I even paid for it. Now, that may be because I order so many books.
5: (laughs) No, that was because today and tomorrow I'm offering um, Frankie's listeners a free download, Kindle download of my book, Pray 10K.
4: Well, I must be well, the first. I, maybe I'm the first one to benefit then, because I've already got it on my Kindle. <laughs> Thank you for that gift, by the way. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. And Frankie knows I'll read it tonight. It'll—I'll probably stay up till midnight
5: reading. Well, that—that's good. You feel free to write me, but I like to say my next book isn't coming out that quick, so take your time.
4: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to practice the
5: discipline of prayer.
4: I'm kind of with you on that. I I had the experience as a young believer of being encouraged to spend hours in prayer, and it was hard at first. It really was. So I I I and I do think there's a place in our culture for re. Reclaiming that meditative process that goes with prayer in a, in this quiet, the stillness. I always think of that wonderful verse: "Be still and know that I am God."
5: Yeah, I think we've lost this. You know, we're being still sets us apart. Um, sets us apart for spending time with God, but mm-hmm. then other people notice when we've been um, set apart. They they can tell it. I don't know how, but they can. Well, and Ralph will love
4: this. In that first section, when I just didn't know how to spend an hour quietly doing anything, really, but especially prayer. And I wanted to focus on God, and I didn't really know how to do that. And I could open my Bible, but then I would get distracted because I tend to love Scripture, and I was just soaking it up so fast. So I started opening hymnals and reading them. And, and I'm not a gifted musician, but I... I know this because I, I now when I get inspired with music, I get out my phone and I tape it for my choir because I just know they're going to want to sing it. And then when mm-hmm. I get to choir practice, I find out how bad
5: it is when I play it back to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Frankie did a phenomenal job of bringing uh, a musician together um, with this topic of prayer because, um, yeah. as Ralph can um, attest, and I can too, and. Prayer and worship, um they're not inseparable. They're one
6: and
5: one in the same and so you know, I think the one of the problems with prayer is we come to this point of thinking it's for we're like formulas in our society, the how to's. Um, you know, if you do this and that and the next and one of the things I've come to realize is sometimes prayer is dreaming with God. He knows how he's wired me. You know, I might sit down and might. I'm a random person and I'm a visionary, so I'm a pop. Sometimes it's popcorn. Sometimes I'm praying about this thing, and then another piece of popcorn pops, and it's about something totally different. And I found myself saying, God, I want to stay on task. But he's bigger than that. He knows how to jump around with me. He created my brain as it is. So I. You know, I've found over the years freedom in prayer, but I can't say that prayer really has ever gotten easy. And I think the reason is because when we pray, we're, we're, um, in, we don't go to prayer alone. Um, we're fighting against powers and principalities and, um, We're going to have to go to break. I hate
4: to interrupt you. Please hold that thought. When we come back, Frankie and I are going to want to talk some more about what it really means to worship in our whole lifestyle. And I can't wait. This is such a fun episode. Thank you so much for being here, both Ralph and Alice.
0: We're just getting warmed up. Frankie Sents and More will be right back after we pay the bills.
1: offer wonderfully wild and wacky summer foods. From chicken fried bacon in Texas to Minnesota spaghetti and meatballs on a stick, there is something about dining at the fair that can make anyone an Opsomaniac. Or a person who is driven to the point of madness by food. State fairs are famous for their lubberwort, or food with no nutritional value. The California State Fair boasts fried Krispy Kreme chicken sandwiches. That's fried chicken and Swiss cheese tucked into a Krispy Kreme donut served with a side of honey sauce. At the Iowa State Fair, you can enjoy a hot beef sundae. That's a big scoop of mashed potatoes over roast beef, covered with gravy, sprinkled with cheddar cheese, and garnished with a cherry tomato to look like a sundae. What's another word for messy food? ma It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free
7: app, Too Funny for Words.
8: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert,
0: Annette Hammond.
7: In the United States, approximately 765,000 strokes occur each year. The National Stroke Association recommends the FAST method, F-A-S-T, for identifying potential signs of a stroke so you can act quickly to limit permanent disabilities and to save lives. F is for face, ask the person to smile. A is for arms, ask the person to raise both arms. S is for speech, ask the person to repeat a simple sentence. T is for time. If you see that they cannot perform any of these tasks independently or together, call 911 immediately. Taking action quickly can save a life and minimize permanent impairment. When it comes to a stroke, remember F-A-S-T. I'm Annette Hammond. For other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com.
4: Well, we are here today with Ralph Williams, the gospel singer, and Alice Tyson, who is known for her bicycling and her prayer. And I'm just so lucky because Frankie has kindly encouraged me along the way and allowed me to co-host today, and she even let me take this opening. When we left for the break, we were talking about worshiping and what it means to be in prayer in a disciplined kind of way. So, I don't know, Frankie, you want to take it from here? How did Thank I you, Kathy.
2: I heard you did a fantastic job Sorry everybody. I had no idea. I was talking, talking, and I wasn't even there. That's so weird. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, they didn't like what I had to say. <laughs> um, well, my question before, you know, I dropped off was whether you pay for an hour a day, five minutes a day, or one minute, if it's heartfelt, you know, does it make a difference to your life? And I wanted to hear from, I don't know if you carried on that or not.
5: You know, I think that I don't. God is not worried about the amount of time we spend, but I looked at prayer as as an athlete building my muscle, mm-hmm. and I had a spiritual muscle. Um, there's a verse in scripture that talks about, you know, physical um, training is of some value, but spiritual training is the ultimate. And so, I. I uh chose that hour a day because of what Jesus challenges his disciples. And um so there are times when I, you know, that driving along, oh father help me or you know, on a street and thinking lord how am I going to um uh, there's a car in front of me, I don't want to hit it. Um so just even our thoughts are can be prayers to the lord. So I'm not you know, everybody says, well, "Aren't you being legalistic by saying that you're praying an hour a day?" Well, the only time you're legalistic is when you're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you're not legalistic if you're not if you're not attempting it. So, I'd rather have to try and um, balance the legalism and um, be um, pushing myself to spend more time with God, because really, in this world. We can spend time doing all kind of frivolous things that it can just eat our time up. And I would rather be doing something that had an eternal value. So that's that's my heart.
2: I'm going I'm to ask all of you this question. Do you believe in reincarnation? Cappy,
4: Did you ask me that before on other programs, or are you just asking for now?
2: No, right now. I don't know if I ever asked you before. I can't remember. Okay.
4: Okay. I I personally think that a person um is born once into this world and then exits. And so I okay. don't believe that there's a second
2: uh another life. You think your soul just goes and that's it?
4: I think our soul exists actually into eternity. Well, I know what the Bible teaches that we exist into eternity.
6: Okay. Ralph, what do you believe? I agree. I believe that we all here, you know, we are all here one time, and that's why it's very important that we follow the rules that we learn in the Bible and church. Because once that opportunity is gone, we don't have a second chance to to try to live a better life. You know, right? And Alice, you, yeah, I, you believe the I same.
2: Think,
5: yes, I mean, there's a story about Lazarus in the Bible who dies and um um or the man. Who knew Lazarus and said, "Please go, go tell my friends that this is not where I, where you want to be." And so there is this. Um, it, there's a there's a verse in scripture that's John. It says, "Truly, I say to you, an hour is coming when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear mm-hmm. will live." Mm-hmm. So that that does talk about that. You know, they uh, that. We do die. Mm-hmm. So that's my belief, that we okay. die and we're raised again. What raising again looks like, um, I don't know. But um, what I'm grateful for is I'm going to get a new body. And in mm-hmm. Revelation, it's for going to a new name. <laughs> well,
2: well, this is what I believe. Whatever. I'm going to tell you what I believe. Yes. Because this, this is my premise for life. I believe that we only come here once in this iteration i'm only going to be frankie in this one lifetime and i will come back my soul will come back uh, because it doesn't die and maybe i can stay in heaven if i want to or wherever souls go or i get to choose to come back to another learning environment maybe it's earth maybe it's another planet who knows and and do it all again and and that's why i think our souls crave what you're craving alice is communion with god is because when we are on the other side we're very close to him and you miss that communion however we come here I think for a purpose a learning purpose um, to elevate our soul or to figure out why are things why do people do this and why do people do that and then you know we learn We, if we hit our goal great if not then we do it again but that to me it's the only way it makes sense to be here otherwise like we're here to go to work and make some money and sing a song and then that's the end of our lives and what was the purpose of that It, it has to be school for us or something for souls and and then we come back again and somewhere else, and we do it again. That's way I think, you know, we want It'll heaven be- on earth, but we already have heaven when we go to heaven.
5: The interesting I- thing of what you said, Frankie, is that, you, that w- this is like a learning place. Mm-hmm. Because there's a verse in scripture that says we're going from glory to glory. So mm-hmm. we're on a course of becoming more like our creator. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you said, that we have this craving for a spiritual, um, 1 Corinthians 6 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? You are not your own. You were bought with a, a price. Therefore, glorify God with your bodies. So that we all have, you know, there's a lot of different energies, right? Physical energy, there's food energy, there's spiritual energy. We all have this spiritual place. So we're all on a spiritual
2: journey. We are all on a spiritual journey, and and you know, you and I are both suffer with chronic pain. Um, but why why do we have this, and other people don't? You know, why what's the purpose of of people who live a really hard lifetime in places like Bangladesh, or you know, right now in in uh, Tortola or wherever? And and here we have this really kind of very easy lifestyle compared to the rest of the world. Is it because you know we? have Gone through elevations, and this is you know our gift, or is it because you know why? Why do some people have have one lifetime that's just horrific? Well, I, think I do so, have a, quote um, about I have that. a
5: poor, <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Kathy. Did you say something?
4: Well, from Helen Keller, she said, "We could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world." So that True. in a way hits on your topic of why do some people suffer. I, I just wanted to throw out one thought, and that is there is a teaching about how God created us to have fellowship with Him. Mm. And that our, our, because we're given a free will and we get, we get to make choices, there is some teaching that part of the reason we're here is to make a choice. Do we want to have a relationship with God? And, and we know there's certainly many people on this earth who choose unwisely to do and to seek evil so one of my friends actually became a christian because he said he knew because of all the evil in the world that -hmm. there must be an entity devoted to good and so he began to check into other religions and figure it out and that was how he came to know jesus after that that desire he had to understand the difference between good and evil and the choices we make
2: yeah, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people believe in in a spiritual being without the dogma of Christianity or any religion telling them, you know, how to do it or what to think and how to pray or whatever the case might be. I think that is is where many people have gone because you know we see a lot of things done in the name. And we've had this conversation before, Kathy. A lot of things done in the name of Christianity that aren't really nice, and and I'm sure Ralph, you can attest to that you know, yes. um, being being from the background that you have. So even though Christians pray, pray, you know, preach love to all mankind, they don't always mean that to everybody. They mean it to certain people, you know. And Alice, you've been to Africa. You've experienced, I'm sure, all different cultures in the world. And so you can see where I might be coming from there.
5: Oh, yeah. You know, I think, let me just read a paragraph of my book about suffering. I felt like suffering was truly a prayer barrier, and then I was confronted with the second half of Philippians 3.10. The first half says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Sure. And the second half says, "To know, yes, I wanted to know the power, but was participating in his suffering part of the formula to becoming like him in his death? Suffering causes me to fantasize about an easier road of transformation, yet I know that acknowledging the truth of a situation is foundational for discovering biblical hope. I wonder, if suffering made Christ the great sympathizer, could it be that suffering, instead of being a barrier, would deepen my intimacy with him and prepare me to sympathize sympathize with others in their distress?
4: Hmm.
2: Wow, that's so powerful! I want to make sure that I mention that Ralph Williams has a new album coming out October.
6: Is it sixth, Ralph? October sixth, yes. That's okay, where album. can we get your album? Everywhere digitally, iTunes, um, CD Baby, Google Play for Android. Um, everywhere that's available, that, that every digital outlet is available there.
3: And you know, and you so have other one other one. ones currently now.
6: Sorry. Yes, yeah, I have two singles out. I have He Cares, and I mm-hmm. have One Chance. They're they are also out on every digital outlet. And your website is what? R W Music Inc Inc dot com. And and you're available to go out to different places. People can hire you to come and sing. And oh yes, I have everything on my website. I have booking forms. I have videos. I have my songs on there. All on my website R W Music. And you performed at, at Madison Square Garden. Garden. Oh, yes. I actually danced at Madison Square Garden with New World Performer Arts Academy. I was the choreographer there for Synergy and High Velocity. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. We're going to go to commercial break in just about a minute. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be wonderful to have Ralph come and sing at your church? Wow. or an event near you. <laughs> I could <laughs> listen to you all day. You really just have this beautiful voice. I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
6: Thank you. You're welcome. Do you ever go out of the gospel realm? Or that's that's your thing? From from soul, you know, neo-soul. I Mm -hmm. do a lot of old school music. I'm a musician, so I, I enjoy singing all kinds of music as long as the content doesn't go against what I believe. Gotcha. Okay.
2: You're listening to Frankie Sense and More. It's a little bit of a different Frankie Sense and More today, but that's okay. Different is always good. I like different. <laughs> I dropped off the, the, the radio for a little bit, as you may have noticed, but I'm back. And I'm back with Kathy and Alice and Ralph, and we're all glad that you're here, too. Just don't go anywhere. Hang in there. We will be back again for another segment. Take
0: care. Heck no. We're just getting warmed up. Frankie Sents and More will be right back after we pay the bills.
8: You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive Geraldine Tegelove gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 PM Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert,
0: Annette Hammond.
7: With Thanksgiving upon us, Weight Watchers offers tips so you can enjoy the holiday without guilt and without a feeling as though you're competing with the turkey in the stuffed steaks. You can enjoy the celebration and still not fall off your healthy eating plan. If you are currently working towards losing weight, remember that Thanksgiving is just one day, not a week long. They recommend that number one, you decide how much of your favorite food will satisfy you. Number two, select once a year foods. Number three, just say no when you're pressured by others to take seconds or thirds and stop when you're full. Number four, remember that all foods have benefits. And finally, number five, broaden your focus. Thanksgiving is not just about delicious food. It's about being with the people you love and being thankful for this great country that we live in. I'm Annette Hammond.
6: Yeah, how many of you are grateful that God kept you? Even when the enemy tried to come up against you, and make you go back on the yes that you gave God And midst of it all He keeps on keeping me Keeps on keeping me
3: The devil tried to He tried to stress me out But I'm grateful for you The devil tried to take my peace By using one of my enemies I'm for you when it
2: feels like. Beautiful again, Ralph. Just, you know, just lovely. We're going to go to CD Baby, Amazon, uh, wherever you can get digital downloads, and, and look for Ralph Williams. As I said, go to CD Baby, any digital download place at Amazon, and look for Ralph Williams. And his new CD is coming out, his new album is coming out October the 6th. Alice Tyson, your book, Prayer 10K, where can we, I know we can get it on Amazon, where else can mm-hmm. we get it? Yeah, you, I think it's Amazon and uh, Kindle,
5: so you can just Google my name, Alice Tyson, T-E-I-S-A-N, and you can also, um, our my website is uh, linked with His Wheels International, which is hiswheels.org.
2: I went to Webster College in St. Louis, and it was a musical arts college, and um, one of my best friends there had a voice like you. <laughs> and and wow. we, I used to play sax. I'm a drummer, but we used to play, I used to play sax at, at school, and... Oh, mm-hmm. I just loved playing with him. It was just so amazing. I like like I had an R&B soul band, so funk soul band. That's like what I oh, like right. to, to play. Yeah. But this is really really cool. Alice, I want to get back to you for a moment because there's there's a whole bunch in your book I still want to cover. Um <laughs> but but yeah, we'll have to so, do another program, Frankie. Yeah, we might have to do <laughs> another program. Um you know, I I know that in crisis and trauma and chaos, that is when, you know, change happens best for us. And
8: uh,
2: so, you know, I I think your struggle with prayer and all of that, you know, like your personal, that was just you personally wanting, uh, you know, to be an Olympian, you know, you're, you're an athlete and, and so your physical chops don't, didn't work. And so you went with your mental ones, which did. And, you know, I'm going to put it that way.
5: (laughs) Well, I think, I think scripture puts it that way. So I think you're, you did a good job there, Frankie, in keeping right in line with, uh, um, how I would say it myself. Oh, good. Wow. Look at that.
2: <laughs> Kathy, I didn't need you anyway. Yes, I did.
4: Uh-huh. I <laughs> I'm convinced you can handle anything. No doubt about it. But, oh, that's but that's- I have to say when I was looking on Online at some of the pictures. I was really struck by your smile, Alice. You have such a beautiful smile. I hope that doesn't change when we get to heaven. <laughs> well, I want a new body, but I think if I were you, I'd keep that smile. <laughs> what well,
6: would you say, sure. Ralph? I have a question for Alice. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Now, I see that you founded the His Wills International. Now, I have a couple of friends and colleagues. They're listening to, um, Create an organization or a nonprofit. What are some things that you struggle with in creating Kids World International?
5: Good question. Yeah. yeah, that is a great question. First, I would say that there are other ways to do non-for-profits than having to create your own. And um, uh, I would, I would uh, route you to an organization called Faith and Learning, and um, to take a look at how you can get up doing non-for-profit work without
2: going through all the headaches.
6: Mm-hmm. Faith, well, that's in the that's faith and learning.
2: .org. What kind so, of work um, do they want to do, Ralph? What kind of non-profits were
6: they looking at doing? Well, obviously, they're looking to just pretty much um, promote entrepreneurs that are trying to um, trying to get their crafts and their talent on, you know, um, trying to get known for their work. And in okay. doing that, they're giving back <laughs> to the community. They're, um, they're looking to Feed the homeless, um, but pretty much things like
2: that. Oh, well, yeah, if they, they- want to do that, I have nonprofits on every week if you want me to hook you up to anything like that. If it's in this country or if it's another country, uh, Nicaragua, I got you know people down there that are trying to feed the hungry people. Um, I just had guys on last week on Mission Unstoppable, uh, the Earth Group that you know they, they signed on with um, – with a feeding program for with world hunger, and they're, you know, they sell coffee and tea and, that, and, and water, and they feed uh, school children around, you know, everywhere. So it's amazing. Like, there's so many people that need help. I, I don't and think you need right. to reinvent. And I want to toss out com-
5: communities.
4: I think the thing
5: course. about, um, yeah, you don't have to reinvent, and there's the, um, you know, there's a to get a 501c3 is a really has become more and more challenging. Mm-hmm.
6: And mm-hmm.
5: Um, what what this group Faith and Learning has done is they have made an umbrella that's um, a non for profit, and then you come in as a project, and they'll take mm-hmm. care of all the financials for you really? that you bring in for seven percent, and so. You are acting mm-hmm. as a non for profit without all the headache of the non for profit, cool. and, and are there are a lot awesome. of headaches with non for profits. Like you have to, you know, you have to do all mm-hmm. your tax, uh, your, year and tax stuff. That mm-hmm. most uh, most people who want to start a non for profit are visionaries. They are not administrators. And this is th- true. Th- that's my mm-hmm. issue too. Except that give their name out the again,
2: Alice Faith.
5: Faith and Learning and um, and um and you can stay under them forever um and uh, the, i'm only sorry that i didn't meet them uh before i started um i can even go to them now if i want and we're thinking of it because just for them to take care of the financials you know receiving donations uh-huh. um mm-hmm. doing the year-end tax uh they give you the credentialing of um I don't know if it's EFCA Evangelical Financial.
2: So, do you have um, to be Christian organization to join them?
5: I don't know. You can look on that their site and see mm-hmm. what is needed. is very simple. It's a very simple process. Mm-hmm. Um, I consult with these guys monthly. Um, I I think very highly of them um, of this organization, and um, and it's just a nice way of not having to. Like Frankie said, reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah, because there's so many things that are that take up your time and the financial. You want to do it right. You want to be, you know. I like to say I want my financial world to look as good as my ministry side, and if mm-hmm. they don't look the same, then I failed. They say that, Faith and learning that and
2: equips and connects mm-hmm. believers around the world with one another, thus enabling them to facilitate God's call on their lives. There you go. Faithandlearning dot org.
5: Yeah. I'll be able to look and because, see all yeah. the things they do around the world. I mean not what they do, but all the people mm-hmm. that they have helped find what sort God has created them to do. Kathy, make your point.
4: I was going to say, I love the way you give time to honor people who are doing good, and I I really appreciate that, because Christians, as you pointed out, often get the bad publicity, but there's so many good things that happen. This is not necessarily a Christian organization, but community foundations are also a really good way to get donors interested in what you're doing without having to go through all the process of the... 501 c to become a nonprofit yourself. Sometimes you can just find people that are interested in your passion too, and they've already started. I think most you know, it's people funny don't, that you uh, that
6: you mentioned that because for the last two years, this this will be the third year around Christmas time. I throw on a free concert, and I get some of my colleagues, and we all buy food, and we do a first we do um hot meals for everyone that you know anyone that wants to come in, yeah, but also yeah. well, for regular families, we give out free turkeys. You know, just a whole food basket, you know, for their Christmas.
2: I love that. We've got one minute left. I'm so sorry. We're running out of time. It's been a really strange show, but I'm just so happy. Ralph, thank you so much for jumping in on the show this week. You were like, yeah, I'm in. That's cool. Ralph Williams, (laughs) make sure you go and you find his album self-titled ralph williams october 6th his new stuff's coming out and we have alice tyson prayer 10k and you know if you love that go back and read her first book it was just as wonderful maybe you know uh i thought it was amazing it was you know her autobiography really um and they're both available today and
5: tomorrow as free downloads nice free writing writing on faith
2: faith. keeping Keeping your balance. balance
5: when the wheels fall off
2: there you go. Oh, Kathy right. Crafty. thank you so much for coming on and being my co-host, riding shotgun here, today. Dear to my heart. <laughs> Bye everybody. It's Frankie more. I'm your host, Frankie McCastle, and it was such a blessing to be with you. Take care. See you next week.
6: See <laughs>